We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, a first ever on the Pat Mayo Experience, the 2022 Custy Awards preview show. Almost like the Golden Globes or the Oscars, we have to have a sit-down panel to really go through these categories, break them down one by one, because the ballot this year is incredibly tough, and... Oh, I need to make my choices. I need to fill it out. If you haven't filled out your ballot for the Custy Awards yet, it's easy. Just hit the description of this video or podcast and you can go vote. Go vote in the Custy Awards. The more votes, the better. I swear to God, I may or may not be stealing your email address when you do it. So be careful about that. Uh, either way, uh, remember to smash the like button for the video. You give me your favorite Cust moment from the past year down in the comment section. Sub to Mayo Media Network. And more importantly, if you check the description, there will be a list of links for a podcast feed that is Cust corner only the cust corner exclusive feed highly recommend that everyone go back in time relive the custiest takes of all time with all previous custy awards up there already and leave a rating and review on spotify and apple podcasts as well to show your support for tim and august tim and august let's bring in the esteemed panel first up host of the fantasy golf degenerates on the mayo media network Kenny Kim, Kenny, you've been waiting a long time to talk cuss-related things, but he's not here right now. I know. I, I've been bugging Pat for I don't know how long to be on a cuss-related show, and this is this is fine with me. We can talk about his his craziness and wildness. Uh, I am ready, and I'll be even more ready as the show progresses. I can tell you that right now. I, I can't wait for the the hottest of takes. You've gone back and listened to a bunch of the old ones recently, haven't you? <laughs> so when when you know, I wasn't a big podcast guy until this past year and what got me on the podcast was that cuss corner feed uh that you got i went back and listened to all of them those are like the first pods i ever listened to like in my life i don't even listen to mine okay and um 
uh, I listened to all of them, like literally binge listened to them all. Uh, the beginning ones, I agree with a lot of cuss stuff. I just think you get to, as age, as time has gone by, a little bit wilder for cuss, a little bit wilder. No, he, he feels more comfortable in getting those crazy takes out into the world. Up next, Jeremy Keith, someone I grew up with and has met Cust in real life. Jeremy, please tell us about when you met Cust. Oh, I think it was about five years ago. We were at uh, your, your mom's place. And um, until he walked in the door, honestly, I thought you had been pulling the wool over all the viewers and listeners' eyes for so long. He's never on camera. You know, he's always um, on a phone board kind of thing. I didn't think Cust actually existed. And you walked in and it was like, I thought I, it was like seeing the Yeti or, you know, uh, <laughs> your Bigfoot, something like that. Loch Ness Monster. I couldn't believe it. And, uh, and there he was in the flesh. So ever since, uh, much like Kenny, I've been um, trying to, you know, beg you to bring me on and, and discuss all things Cust. I know that during the Trump presidency, uh, Daniel Dale really kind of shot to uh, fame as the fact checker for the president. And I believe that somebody needs to be the cussed fact checker. So uh, that's kind of the role that I'm hoping to play here. All right. Up last, Aaron Bronstetter, who, I mean, I, I guess we can tell them now, you were the one who sent that Netflix email to Tim and he, he got panic mode. <laughs> well, yeah, I listened to the show and just hearing him go silent when you talked about sharing Disney Plus and Netflix accounts was that was gold for me because he just is worried that like the feds are going to come and knock his door down for sharing an account with you. And I, I felt like we had to kind of take it up a notch. And uh, I, I sent you a message saying, what do you think? Should we do this? We, we need to get someone to do that. And uh, I said, I would take care of it. And it got taken care of. And unfortunately your wife's Netflix account was kind of a casualty at this. We got it back. We, we eventually, after we convinced him that it wasn't <laughs> a real email, he reinstated our privileges, although he won't take my Disney plus password anymore. Oh, so that's off the table now. So now he's missing out on uh, on Pam and Tommy and the like. Hey, listen, I, I, I've watched the first three episodes of Pam and Tommy. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's in my queue. I got to check that out. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you do. So let's jump right into the categories then. So everyone gets a chance to vote in the Custody Awards just once. You can't be like Tim and try to buy a bot farm to have 800 votes into your favor. And there's the one big category towards the end. But each of these categories they trigger something in people's mind. Cause I kind of remember where I was when a lot of this stuff was said, obviously a lot of it was said to me. So that should make sense. But sometimes I'm just scrolling through Twitter. I'm like, Oh my God, that's a bad take. And trying to think about what that day was all about going on in sports. So it's funny that it started this way, that the most Andercore, most Andercus sport would be up first because I mean, the Andercus really started with sports and making bad predictions and like betting on minus 1000 favorites and calling them locks and then seeing them lose. But now it's been relegated to the curtain jerker. It's the first one. Like no one really cares about the sports takes anymore, but there's some pretty good ones in here. So people can go through with the Custy awards as we go through, but Kenny, when you were skimming the sports ones, was there one that stood out to you? Because at one point in time, you were a benefactor of the Andrew curse when Washington finally won the cup. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. I was a big fan of that one where, where he said that, you know, he was on the Caps for every year prior to their Stanley Cup win. I mean, that was one of my biggest sports moments of my life. You know, I've been a Caps fan since I was six years old. I'm 41 now. Uh, so for 35 years of my life, 30 plus years of my life, I was waiting for that cup. And it was amazing. And thank you, Tim, for that one. Uh, the one that stuck out on my mind is usually when it comes to death. Uh, for a sports figure, uh, the Medina spirit. 
uh, won, where he, where he selected Medina Spirit, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, to win the Preakness, and the horse ended up dying before the Preakness started. That one, uh, it was one that, that, that I looked at, and I was like, that's got to be the one I have to vote for, probably, for that one. When it comes to death, which, you know, cuffs almost a serial killer. The man is like, the man is sort of like Dexter out there. You know, he doesn't even know. You can, you can do a show. I was thinking about doing a show, pitching a show about with Tim, where like, you know, he, 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 he thinks about somebody before he goes to bed. And when he goes to sleep, his spirit comes out of his body and it goes and kills that person because it seems like it happens way more than it should. Way more. So I'm going with the death one, the Madden one, of course. John died right after he received uh, a copy of uh, Madden 22. Uh, so I, I'm going with the death, the death uh, uh, topics uh, for uh, for Tim on this one. I mean, that's two horses he's killed now. He's the equine yeah, killer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Jeremy, what are you thinking on this one? I agree with Kenny. I mean, uh, just before you said it, I was thinking, I don't even think that's the first time and probably not the last that he kills a horse. Um, I think that's kind of the runaway favorite here to, to uh, sort of, you know, no pun intended. Uh, but at the same <laughs> time, looking through this, this list, I was thinking, um, you know, sometimes, our, our, you know, your viewers and listeners might just think, why, why would we listen? That We've got the Minnesota Vikings on here who you thought were going to go uh, almost all the way uh, and then he even said that people sh- should think that Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I don't know how far left you have to be to actually think that in this day and age. I don't think anybody really thinks it. So sometimes I go through these uh, these custody awards ballots and I wonder, why do we even give this guy a platform? But at the same time, it's too entertaining not to. <laughs> so Medina Spirit, Bronstetter, is the one that's coming up here. Ah. I'm looking at one right now, and there's two of them, and one of them I just find so funny. One is Travis Fulgham, because he called Travis Fulgham a future star in the preseason. Then he was cut like a week later, a future star, mind you. And then he played on the Broncos practice squad the entire season. But this Jake Fromm, that when Jake Fromm was drafted, Cust immediately called him the best quarterback on the Bills and said he would start over Josh Allen? Yeah, I, I mean, what? A, I'm like, go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead, go ahead. I think he was being tongue in cheek with that one a little bit, just to like um, upset Paul. But I'm with you on Fulgham. For some reason, like whenever I hear Travis Fulgham's name now, I I have him like intertwined with with the curse because he had like a pretty good season last year. And then Cust mentioned him in the preseason when you guys were talking about the Eagles, and he was cut like that week. Like he was saying that he would be a fantastic player. Fulgham was basically cut that week, and we didn't hear anything about him all season. He played one game had no targets for the entire season. And he like, he had a good year last year. Like, I don't know if there was an injury involved, but the curse seemed to have really impacted Fulgham's career, like in a pretty dire fashion. Like I, like Kenny, I, t- I tried to gravitate more towards the ones that involve death because I just think they're so out there and strange. And I think that the one that he picked probably will win. But for some reason, like whenever I hear the name Travis Fulgham, I just think of Cust. All right. Well, the other one on here too, I guess the most like would is Fulgham the mo- most cursed guy of 2021 or is it Louis Ustase and Kenny? Yeah. I mean, the Louis one hurt, you know what I'm saying? The guy was out there and, you know, he's trying to get that, that major championship, that second major once again. And, and Tim's like, yeah, he'd be delighted. 
if if Usti wins, it's like he was, it's like he knew what he was doing. Maybe he had money on something else. Maybe he's using the curse to his advantage. I don't know what he's doing uh, uh, behind the scenes. But yeah, I, but the thing is, like, really, when it comes to sports takes, if you've listened to Cust long enough, you realize he's wrong like 98% of the time. So like none of these should really be that surprising when it comes to the list. But when it comes to death, that's the kicker for me when it comes to sports. <laughs> that's the kicker. I never thought I'd be having, like you said, a, a serial killer type person on my show every single week. And then I hang yeah, out. I, should, should I be concerned considering I see this guy like twice a week? I, I mean, I, look, I mean, it's it's possible. I would be wary. You know, hopefully he doesn't be like, oh, Mayo's going to have the number one show on YouTube okay. within a year span. If he says something like that, I would just lock myself in the house and not leave for like a long time. Pat, I think that sometimes, um, you know, the, the, the curse only really works when he just brings up someone in a, an almost obscure way. You might already have immunity because you've you've had so much interaction with him. I mean, if nothing's happened yet, then I think you might be good. So what you're saying is I don't need I mean, to I don't need to take my cust vaccine. I'm just naturally immune. <laughs> You're you're immunized from the from cuss curse. I mean, uh, Pat, may, you could be an accomplice if oh, people gosh. think about this, you know, long crazy. enough. You know, <laughs> you're the one that that lets him on the show, and he says what he says on your show. Uh, yeah, you could be the accomplice. You could be like I don't know, uh, Dexter's dude who we taught how to kill at the end of the last season or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Is that what happened at the end of last season? Did you just spoil that for me? No, that's not the new season. That was the, 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 the final season of the original series, right? He had that little boy that he was teaching. He saw the darkness in him, and he tried to bring it out So uh, uh, the right way. So, I, mean, I don't know, maybe you're, 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 I don't know what the word is, helping him along in the process of murdering dozens of people. Well, I didn't realize you were his attorney, but I don't like to hear that. I think we should be focused on cost. <laughs> you might be getting a season and desist order. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be getting an email. By having him make these predictions from those are the, going around. I'll, I'll be getting it. I'll be getting it from the dot law at gmail dot com. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. God's lawyer at gmail dot com. Most undercursed non sports. Pretty thin category this year it really it, we got we banked a lot of good ones for like the big categories but again this used to be one of the featured categories so jeremy we'll start with you on this one there's only six nominees this year which seems thin yeah it it, it does but i mean that that doesn't mean that the other categories don't make up for it um <laughs> when it comes to the most andercurse non-sports he talked about those batman and robin cups which by the way are actually batman forever cups i remember i had them when i was 12 and uh probably didn't still have them when i was 13 because i'm a normal human being um i'm wondering if we can get a gofundme going somebody's got to have a set of these cups that we can get back to to cuss because he they might have been his number one prize possession that being said um we talk about you know medina spirit and some of the other deaths that have, have you know come on from the curse and Sometimes you think that maybe there might be some, something worse than death, and that might be having your life ruined. So I got to take uh, Cuomo in this one. What, what he did to this poor politician's career this year, uh, it might be a fate worse than death. Well, it's strange, too, because it, usually it's someone Tim likes, and he really hates Andrew Cuomo. So this was him using the Anderkirst for his own benefit, maybe, Aaron, for the first time ever. Yeah, I think that maybe he should buy books for all the people he doesn't like and tout them on, on your show. You know, I, I mentioned to you in a private message that there was one 
thing that was missing from this list that I love that to me is like the standout non-sports uh, Andrew Curse of the Year, which was that radio show that he used to listen to in, uh, that, in was, that, that was last year. That, that had all Jeremy's, oh. th- th- those were all Jeremy's friends too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like in December. That was in December, no? Like, th- wasn't that this past Christmas? No, it won. It won like three custies last year. <laughs> oh, okay, well then, never, never mind. I, I thought it was this past Christmas where it happened, where he was complaining about the format change, and then suddenly, like on the show, Paul broke the news to him that they were no longer employed at the station, and that the, like there was like a total format change at the station. That's a tough scene. That, that, that might be. I that might be in the all time because I think that's what we're doing every year now is that we're having one category that's like the all time biggest Andercurs. That might be a front runner for biggest all time Andercurs. I don't know. That'd be a tough category, Kenny. Luck, luck. Uh, that was that was that was a good one i mean i felt bad for them and I, you know the thing is the one time i felt really bad for tim was when those cups got destroyed <laughs> because he'd been talking about those cups for years and that wasn't like a one-time thing like from like the early on cuffs we we've known about those batman return cups and how how much prized they were in his collection uh, you know, and so when he had, when I heard that story, you could hear the pain in his voice talking about those cups. I felt for him on that one. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll necessarily vote for it, but that's the one where like, man, I, I felt bad for Tim about that one because, you know, people like different things. Tim likes weird stuff that doesn't is not worth a penny. Uh, but he thinks it is, and that that's really, I you know, what's important, what you think something is worth, and he thought those things were worth a lot, even though they weren't worth shit. Uh, but <laughs> those things really getting destroyed, I think it was it melted, or his father threw him away, or I don't remember the exact story. I know that they are just not around anymore. And I, I, I agree with Jeremy. If anyone has those type of cups, we should just go ahead and mail them over. The no, you need like I a mean. $60 GoFundMe to get those. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wouldn't even come. I mean, I'm, all we'd have to pay was shipping. I'm looking at it right. I'm pay. looking at it right now. Because I, I told him I would I would reimburse his set of mugs if he wanted to. But he didn't want them because they weren't his. I'm looking at them on eBay right now. It's $13 for the entire set. <laughs> yeah, let's get a GoFundMe going and we'll surprise yeah. him uh, over the holidays. It'll be a, a nice gift for him to have them back. But they will be his once he has them. That's the part he doesn't understand. Well, he's too busy trying to buy old planters glass jars off one of our other friends who knows it's worthless yet still won't sell it to him. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's priceless. Not no, that's not necessarily worthless, but priceless. Okay, I guess so. And uh, give me give me the the background on the pizza delight story because when did the guy die? Like right before you started recording the show? I, I don't remember the story. I, I honestly don't remember it either. You have to ask Rob McIntyre. Uh, curator of the custies about this one i think it was just like an offhand hey. comment then the guy like died the next day bobby mack like the lefty the english man he, he, he's a guy who does all this for you it, it is he's playing he's playing uh, uh, he's playing over in saudi arabia golf and he's yeah, also right like now, listening sweet, right? to cuss like he has a cuss like notification feed on his phone <laughs> and he's just jotting it down to put in the custies for the yeah. next year but yeah, Pat, just bef- before we, we move on to another category, I just want to say, uh, you know, a happy update. All of those uh, people from that radio show did land on their feet and get other jobs. But uh, you might notice that Cust hasn't talked about them since. So even if we do think of this one as a, as a legacy, maybe most Andrew Kirst non-sports of all time, 
if he ever does bring it up or if he changes channels and starts listening to the new show, it might be like a, a double cussed, cursed whammy. Well, well, first off, they're lucky that they're not dead, really, is what it comes down to. They are very, very lucky that they are not deceased at this moment in time. So that's probably just as good as getting another job, really. So uh, we haven't talked about this on the show yet because we're recording this a little bit early. I don't even know if this is going to make the show, but we were going through a thing in our group chat today like our huge group chat with like 10 people in it uh, about how cuss still listens to the radio and was flummoxed that no other person in the chat actually listens to the radio when they drive and they're like well he and everyone just told us like yeah like, i connected to my phone and listened to spotify or i listened to podcast bronstetter or something like that do you listen to the radio in your car oh i, I do what you say i just i plug my phone in and i listen to what i feel like listening to we're in, we're in a, a society with unlimited choice Infinite content, as the Arcade Fire would say. We're infinitely content. Does anyone still listen to the radio in their car? Kenny, maybe you? No, 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 I do not. But the one thing I will say about that is it took me a little bit. Like, I'm an older guy. I'm, I'm 40. I'm turning 42. God, I'm old. I'm turning 42 this year, okay? And so I sort of understood cost hesitancy to not be glad about change not you know not want change I, I i was just like that but once i decided i went ahead and made the move to you know uh, a smart tv okay once i made the move to like spotify instead of the radio it like improved my life you know what i'm saying like i tim needs to think about this this is a, a shout out to tim tim if you're watching i understand where you're coming from when it comes to not trying new shit because I'm not a fan of new shit. I, I, I like the way stuff is, but it's just in the time that we are now, everything is advancing technology so quick that we have to take advantage of it because it really does make everything so much easier. You listening to your music on YouTube is silly. <laughs> it's really really fucking stupid. I apologize, Tim. I know I was with you on this. Just get Spotify. Just get it. it. It makes life easier. Get a smart TV. Don't watch Netflix on your laptop. Move that onto the 85-inch TV you have in your wall. It will make everything better. I understand it's tough to do that now because you don't want to. Change sucks. But this is going to be good for you, Tim. Please. I, I'm saying this as a, as a fan. You can do it. You can do it, buddy. All of these artists are trying to get Spotify canceled. All they really need to do is pay Tim to get on Spotify, and I think they'd have a better shot here. You, yeah, you, if if Tim just starts man. talking about Spotify, they'll just shut the whole business will just shut down for some reason. Like <laughs> something will happen that will will cause the entire business model to erupt. Uh, Jeremy, I mean, Jeremy, you're a newsman, so this will be like close to your heart. Um, he said he likes listening to the radio. Because if he listens to stuff that's downloaded, it cuts you off from the news hits that come in. I mean, I, I, I don't understand that take because, I mean, there's, there's more news podcasts probably than, than he would find on his radio dial. You, you've got a unanimous panel here when it comes to radio. I, I don't listen to it in the car unless, you know, I run out of podcasts in, in my feed. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, Pat, you're talking to three people who aren't thinking that if they plug their phones into their car, that it's going to blow up the engine. <laughs> With his $250 car charger. <laughs> my mom, who's like in her, my mom, who's in her sixties recently had the same thing where she, she plugged her phone into her car or it was connected through Bluetooth. And it said, 
um, this amount of time to get to, I think it was my house. Cause on Sundays she comes over and she was freaked out by that. Just like Cust is he's freaked <laughs> out by the fact that your phone knows where you're going at a certain time of day. He still hasn't quite figured that one out. He doesn't know how the phone knows where he's going yet. Despite the fact, like we told him, he only goes to the same three places. <laughs> All right, let's move like on. McDonald's, his yeah. grandmother's house. At my place on Sundays for football. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's lifts now, so the gym, maybe. Mm, right. We'll see about that, though. Most reverse- I heard he quit smoking. That's good for. I'm sorry. I heard he quit smoking. It's great. Yeah, I mean, great. by the time this comes, it. by the time this comes out, I don't know if he's still going to be quit or not. That's true. That's true. I'm hot boxing cigarettes left and right during the show, so it's <laughs> probably I need I need to learn from Tim, I guess, on that one. It's fine. Most reverse cursed. You got Baker Mayfield, the U.S. Ryder Cup team, John Rom, Phil Mickelson, a lot of athletes in here. Pepsi Cola is one that really sticks out, though. Tim has long de- uh, Tim has long decreed Pepsi as quote trash and for the plebs to drink compared to Coca Cola products. And Pepsi had its best year in sales in over a decade in 2021. Bronstetter. Yeah, I think that would be the one that I would go with because he just so passionately hates Pepsi that the fact that they've had their best year ever. Like, what what was the 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 conduit for them to have such a big year. Like it's the same product. Uh, You know, nobody's making this big switch. I would imagine like if you're loyal to one of these brands, what would compel you to switch to Pepsi plus Pepsi just had all that bad PR recently with um, I think they were donating to certain political campaigns and people were upset about that. So like, I, I don't, I don't understand why Pepsi suddenly became this, you know, a bigger product. I remember when they had the Pepsi taste challenge when we were kids and like Pepsi started to grow a little bit off of that, but, I just don't know why suddenly people are gravitating towards their product. And I think that it's just, a, again, I think it's because Tim puts it out into the atmosphere that Pepsi is trash. And then people just start to gravitate towards it just because that's the way that, that karma works. Hmm. Interesting. Do you guys have any sort of lean outside of Pepsi here, Jeremy? You know, every year that we do these, we, we fill out these ballots. I wonder if, if there's going to be a category where I just can't possibly make a choice. And I started with this one. I clicked Baker Mayfield. <laughs> then I read the next one, United States golf. I clicked that <laughs> one. I got down to the Miami dolphins before I realized that there's literally every single one of these is a legitimate contender here. I went with, with Miami um, only because I, I couldn't knock the feeling that what if he didn't say anything, what would the rest of their season have looked like if Cust just stayed out of it. So that's that's my pick this time. But again, um, I wouldn't fault anybody for for checking the box on, on any of these options. So Kenny, he actually used his reverse curse for good on Phil Mickelson at the PGA Championship because he loves Phil, yet for whatever reason, before every round, including the first round, he had to put it out into the ether that Phil Mickelson had no <laughs> chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, like I said, we're used to Tim always being wrong with sports takes always being wrong with sports takes so none of those sports you know all of these are sports takes except the pepsi one and and because tim is so pro coca-cola diet coke that's the one i have to go with there's there's really no doubt in my mind because i mean it's just you know i mean the other ones are like okay yeah tim's always wrong on those and you know he's going to be wrong and and then when you see that happen on twitter or on your show you automatically bet the opposite side and it, it's helpful 
You know, it's helpful. Uh, so, so the one that I have to go with is the Pepsi one uh, on this one as well. Same with Aaron. All right. Well, we're, we're into the good categories now. So we can really, because everyone's going to have a different opinion on this one. So most egregious so claim hard. is up next. So this, this is tough. I think it's an easy one. God. Oh, really? It's okay. Easy? So this broad, is the hardest one for me, man. Broad center. Let, let's hear it. What's, what's the easy choice here? Well, to me, it's the mock draft because nobody has in the history of the world gotten all 32 picks right. So for him to think it's easy to do that is ludicrous. At least with surfing, swimming, being a pilot, throwing a javelin, juking out a, a, a or sorry, juking out a receiver, or sorry, juking out a cornerback rather on a screen. Like people have done this in human history. There is not a single mock draft on the planet that has ever gotten 32 correct. Like it's, it's never happened. Like more people have won the lottery and play, like gotten correct numbers to win the Powerball than have actually gotten all 32 picks on a mock draft correct so for him to believe that that is an easy thing for him to do like he cannot cite a single person that's ever done it and that's why i think it's the easy answer i like that not only did he claim that once he thought about it and tried to do it he didn't even release a pick for a mock draft <laughs> well even the the attempt to me is irrelevant like if he attempted any of these he'd fail miserably and that's that's why i think that all of these are very valid candidates but nobody can get all 32 right. It's, it's never happened ever. So for him to believe that he could do that easily, I think that's the most egregious claim just because it's never been done at all, period. I don't know. I think some of these are still almost as, I mean, that's probably the most impossible to do, but I, it's not most impossible claim. It's most egregious claim. Jeremy, what do you- he physically could at least attempt. Like he could attempt that one. And like, he wouldn't fall on his face until the draft actually happened. The other ones, at least, he, you know, he would fail probably pretty instantly. Maybe we need to film these. Jeremy, what were you thinking for this? Aaron sort of mentioned it. It's, it's when you don't do something, you just have this ability to think that you can do it. So he, you know, he's never surfed. So he just looks at it and goes, oh, I could do that. He thinks that he can drop from space and land safely on earth because he's never done it. Um, you know, I, I look at the juking out cornerback, like an NFL level cornerback. And this is, you know, Tim, Tim's a big guy, right? He is, he's not fast, as you know, when you, you uh, had him run the 40 a couple of years ago at the, um, at the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I, I, I went back after I heard him uh, talking about how he feels about wearing his uh, Blue Nose marathon, half marathon, I should indicate also, um, you know, on race day. And um, out of 1,479 people who ran that and walked it, uh, he finished 1,453rd. So this is not a fast man and saying that he could juke out an NFL level cornerback. I, that's so egregious that, you know, it, it can't be, it can't be missed. All right. So we got, we got, that's a pretty compelling case for juking out the quarterback. I like having been to Tim's house with the lake that he lives on and seeing the distance that it would take to start at his shore, swim across the lake and swim back. You want to talk about murder, Kenny? Like he'd kill himself. Yeah, so I'm I'm going on the death route once again <laughs> for, for for this one. Like, okay, so juking out a quarterback, Tim might die on that one. Only one person. Javelin throw, he might break his arm. Okay, swimming, only Tim can die. Surfing, only Tim can die. A pilot trying to take off and land a plane. And saying that is easy, where all these pilots that drive these commercial planes have had to have thousands upon I know a pilot, okay? One of my friends, she's a really good friend. The amount of training 
I went on a flight with her. I was, it was like hour 240 or something that she'd been in the air. Okay. So she's had experience. I thought it was a small jet. I thought we were going to die. Like I thought we were going to die the whole time I was in that plane. Okay. Yuri, I love you. If you're watching this, we were good. Okay. But like, I, it was an Asian woman. Too. Oh, I shouldn't say that. You know, I'm sorry. I'm Asian. I can say that. I'm allowed to. Okay. But I thought we were going to die the whole time. It, 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 so I'm going to death through Tim would kill hundreds of people. If he tried to take off and land a plane, hundreds of people would die. That's the one I'm going with for this one. I mean, that has the, that's the most terrifying one. I think Broadstander. Yes, by far. I feel like he could learn how to do it. I, I, it's not going to be easy, but if he took like years of courses doing this, you, you want to know what, don't you think that you, he you might would, you be trust able to do him with that? Even, even if he had all the experience that you needed to take on for flights, you would really trust yourself. Well, I'm not saying I would trust him, but I'm saying that maybe if he did it for like, I'd be afraid to be on a plane with Tim, let alone have him fly a plane. But I'm saying if he did, if he did like the amount of time that it takes for a pilot, maybe let's, let's say a time and a half of the amount of time it took a professional pilot to learn how to, take off and land the plane he might be able to do it the other one no. i don't know if he'd ever be able to do no well he's no. a very he's a he's a very intelligent man but i mean of course he is of course he is i i, I certainly wouldn't get on the plane no matter what <laughs> and I, I don't even want to be near the airspace that his plane is in if he's flying it like i i maybe i go underground or something that day here's the most egregious part of the pilot claim though because he said taking off and landing is easy tim's brother is a pilot Okay, well, there you go. So maybe that's why he believes he why? can do it. That's why he thinks he can do it, of course. Because his brother can do it, so I, therefore I can do it. Is it his younger brother? Yeah. Okay, well, that makes more sense then, too. Like, you, you, know, you don't think your younger brother or sister is going to be able to do something better than you. I mean, the that's guy, like the ego of the older child. The guy went to, like, flight school for four years of to course, learn no, how to fly. I, I get it. Right. I get it. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well just give all your private data to hackers or advertisers or ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history will be more completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed on your computers, your tablets, your phones, even devices like Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or I'm in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. And IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash Mayo. Use promotional code Mayo to claim 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com sh.com slash mayo 
Our next partner is a product I use literally every day and I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to feel better in the morning. I wanted to have better gut health. And guess what, six months into this, I do. It is terrific. I think all of you should go out and get Athletic Greens right now because you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. It's been really working for me. I have more energy. I'm more full in the morning, and I'm just eating healthier because of it. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, or nothing, it's something that you're going to want to have. AG1 Athletic Greens is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. It's quick. You just pour it into the water, shake it up, boom. You're off to the racing races. And you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. You don't need to take millions of supplements. It's all in Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, (laughs) now we got, I think we got some debate on our hands. We need to embrace debate on this one. The worst take... 2021 i mean i don't even know where to start kenny do you got one look here's the thing some of these takes i agree with Tim. Kid, he, like, hit, I, hit, I, hit me with that I, i'll hit go, me, I'll hit go me with over the right now the waffle cone one the waffle cone one sugar cone regular cone much better than a waffle cone just the way the ice cream sits on top okay you don't need a spoon it's a lot easier to eat I'm with Tim. Fuck a waffle cone. All okay, right? I'm okay. with Tim on that. Okay, one. hold on. Do you actually think so? You prefer? I mean, regular cone sucks. I can see sugar cone over waffle cone. That's fine. <laughs> but he also, I like, uh, I like, I like Tim's take on the regular cone because when you put that cone and it melts, that ice cream sort of melts and yeah, it gets soggy. It gets all over your hand. But, it's but, horrible. But just, just that, but I eat quick. I, I'm a fast eater. Okay, so that could be what it what happens. But I like I like taking that bite of like that little cone that sticks out and, and having that that ice cream flavor sogginess in that cone. You still get the crunchiness on the bottom part of the cone. Once you get past that little 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 square deal there, you still get the crunchiness, but you get the sogginess up there with the flavor of the cone still in it. I'm 100% down with Tim on that one. There's a couple of other ones, but, but Pat, if you want to go on, on the waffle cone. I was going to say, do you also feel that waffle cones are used as status symbols for people to project that they're more important than they actually are? I wouldn't go that far. Okay, <laughs> you're right about that. I probably wouldn't go that far. But just on a taste, uh, easiness type basis, I agree. I'm not a big fan of the waffle cone because a lot of times you just got to eat with a spoon. Who wants to eat ice cream with a spoon? You know, I mean, like, that's what you do when you eat it out of waffle cones. No, you, a lot of it that, that, I, I mean, I don't know what waffle cones you're using. I, I have a cone. That's a the waffle cone. And I have my two scoops on it of ice cream. And then I eat the ice cream. I need a spoon. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, the waffle cones that I have usually have, like, that that spiral. It's like a, it's like a that spiral that goes up. But, like, one end is lower than the other end. So it's sort of hard to get that nice licking, like, smoothness that I like to do. When I'm with, you, you have know, to eat that part of the waffle cone though first. You just take the bite yes. of the waffle cone, and, and then you nah, access nah, nah. the ice cream nah, after nah. that. And the, the waffle cone tastes great. 
I got bad that it's already touching the ice cream. You're getting a part of the ice cream on that. Now, nah, I, I hate the waffle cone take. I, I just gotta say, it. I, I think it's awful. <laughs> give me, give me sugar. Give me, give me, give me the regular. I'm with Tim on. Waffle cone is just a big sugar cone. It's just a, a bigger version, and you get more ice cream in it. Nah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. I, I no, no. I'm with Tim on this one. I'm with J- Tim. Jeremy, 100% Tim on this one. Jeremy, you've been silent. Um, regular ice cream cones take like Catholic church wafers, is what they taste like, which is not good. I, I, I agree. Well, I think a waffle cone is superior in every way. This is one take that really made me wonder. Um, you know, they had that uh, Sopranos kind of prequel movie just come out and you kind of got an idea of how Tony Soprano got to be who he is. And I, I feel like a cussed like origin story would Grandma. show him going to an ice cream you know, shop with his grandmother or grandfather and and then saying, oh, they're ordering waffle cones because they want to be seen or they think they're better than you. That's why they're doing it. I think something like that needs to happen so that we can really kind of, you know, get down to what makes cuss tick, because this is just such a such a weird take to have to just hate on waffle cones. Um, it, it It certainly was a tough one for me not to pick uh, I did kind of think that the carbohydrates, as long as food doesn't have high carbohydrates, it's definitely healthy or it's good for you was a, a, a bit of a, a terrible take. Um, but something that, that you can, you can, you can tell substantially is just incorrect, uh, would be that it's easier to swim 2k instead of run it. I mean, there's a reason why in the, in the triathlons, it's not a longer distance that you're swimming. Like he's just going against all science and all common sense with this one. So uh, I'm taking swimming versus running in, in a very hard to, hard to decide on category. So Kenny, when you said you agreed, because I think that's where I was going to land. I have more. I have more. I have way more. Uh, well, okay, can I, let, let us try to guess what the ones you agree. Are you a big fan of uh, how fashionable corduroy pants are? No, that that was not one of them. No, corduroy no, pants no. are making a comeback, though. Like they're, they're no. corduroy pants are a, a part of modern modern fashion. They're coming back. If you're thin, if you're thin, so okay. If you're thin, okay. Wear corduroys. If you're fat, like me and Tim, okay. When you wear corduroys, it makes that noise every <laughs> step that you take. You, you, you that noise is not sexy. You don't want that 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 thigh the thigh corduroy. You know, noise. You don't want that. You don't it's want not a that terrible anymore. take, is what I'm saying. It's not. It's not, not the worst take he's had. And that's pretty bad for me. That was one of the ones that I would have picked on this one. Uh, the, the ones that I would agree with. But you want you all want to guess again, or you want me to just go ahead? Uh, strategy. Uh, do you think that the Prince of Wales slash Joe Biden are the best dressed people in their respective countries? <laughs> no, 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 no. A lot of this is food takes for me that I agree. Buffet with strategy. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the next one. The mother of pearl spoon. Okay. He's a he is a hundred percent correct on that one, and I'll tell you why. I worked at a seafood restaurant. Uh, we sold caviar. Uh, if you do not use that spoon, it changes the taste of the caviar that you eat. I'm a big caviar fan. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm not a man of the fucking people like Tim. I like what the fuck I like. If I have enough money, I will spend the fucking money and get what the fuck I want. Okay. Uh, so so I'm with Tim on that one. You need a mother of pearl spoon when you eat caviar because if you use like a metal spoon it oxidizes the egg and changes the flavor so i'm 100 percent in agreement with the mother of pearl spoon you need a mother of pearl spoon when it comes to eating caviar another one um what, what, the buffet strategy i'm a fat guy i try to avoid going 
to buffets because when I go, I try to eat till I'm a comatose, just like Tim. That's what I do. There is a strategy when it comes to that as well. I think Tim talked about, talked about that. Asians, we're really good at this. Um, you know, we, we when you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, you need to get the most expensive everything first. The shrimp, the crab legs, the prime rib. That is what you feast on. But you eat it until you feel like you're going to die. That, that's why I don't go to buffets very much anymore. Uh, maybe if I go with my family, I don't mind being an embarrassment in front of my family. I'm not going to go to a buffet with a chick or something like that. But like, if I go to a buffet, I'm eating until I feel like I'm going to die. Now, the one, the onion rings, much rather have onion rings than fries. 100% agree with Tim on that one. Fries are just so plain. Give me some crispy, crunchy okay. onion rings. This is where you need to. St- this is where you need to stop, though, because this is, I think, where we need to reconvene and we need to go around the horn on this one. I don't necessarily okay. disagree with that one either. The issue is, ninety-five percent of the time you order onion rings, Bronstetter, they're bad. Like they're not. The I crispy hate onions. I just onion. don't like onions. Period. So I don't eat onion rings. So to say that I'm being needlessly contrarian as a result of that, I think is just you're you're <laughs> ignoring what my preferences are. That's the thing I don't like about that particular statement is like, I, I don't eat onion rings, period, because I don't like onions. I think they're horrible. And I, uh, the only time I'll eat anything with onions in it is if it's like really finely, like you can't even see them. Like, they, like Indian food, for example, love Indian food. And there's tons of onions in it, but it's the, the onions are like, they're not, they're not visible. They don't have that slimy taste. So uh, onion rings for me are out, like, period. Like Jeremy, you get onion rings from the chicken burger. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think Aaron's kind of right on, on, with this one, because to say that onion rings are more popular than French fries, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you like, onion. you know, Aaron doesn't like them. I do like them, but we probably all like French fries. French fries are so much more commonly eaten at lunch or at, in fast food settings to say that everyone prefers onion rings is, is, is a terrible take. It's a horrible, <laughs> they should, take, you they know? should prefer onion rings. <laughs> they should. Fries or fries. Maybe fries maybe fries. they should, but do they? I don't think they do. No, so I think it, they should. I'm agreeing with Tim. Take. I'm agreeing with Tim. People should enjoy onion rings more than French fries because French fries are just little potato pieces that are fried and whatever. You got to dip them in ketchup. Onion rings are delicious. They're crispy. They're crunchy. They got that good flavor. Give me onion rings every single time over french fries. i feel like now, I, say, I feel like you've never had bad onion rings because bad onion rings are horrible uh, and, no, bad, I've never had, and, I and bad fries aren't necessarily bad the floor for fries is so much higher than onion rings <laughs> maybe maybe but i mean like you know I, you could be right because where i go i know the onion rings are good and so i'm getting the onion rings instead of the fries every time so you could be right but the thing is i will say is the one thing when it comes to this category where I would vote for is a food take. And I actually talked, I actually hit Tim up uh, uh, on Twitter about this take, about the um, um, restaurant Christmas hours. (laughs) It made me a little bit angry. As a guy before, I changed careers about a couple of years ago, okay? But for for 20 years prior to that, I was in the service industry, okay? And so when it comes down to Christmas hours and, and them changing, what Tim he, he even admitted it. So I got to give him credit when I talked to him about this on Twitter because I, I sort of went off on him a little bit like a dick. I, you know, sorry, Tim. Uh, but, you know, can the employees have a day off? Is it okay? 
I, I, these are human beings. No, but they, you know but saying? they, but they want to work according to Tim on Christmas yeah, no, day. No, yeah, I know, I know, and I, yeah, and I was pissed off about that shit. Really, I, I was, I, I like angry tweeted him. Uh, it's the first time I ever like, like angry tweeted Tim uh, about that because as a person who's worked in the service industry for almost half his life, um, give us a day off. Let us have the holidays off. If they change the hours, they change the hours. Uh, you, you, you can't fault a restaurant for that, for giving their employees a day off when 98% of the world has the day off. So that that's my winner on this one. But I agree with a lot of Tim's takes in this one. I, I don't want to get too much in, into the weeds on this one, but he he's claiming that they lied to him. <laughs> by what what google lists as they're just their regular hours i mean you, you know a lot of us would probably agree that you know maybe we'd like to go there on on these holidays sure i mean when it comes to a buffet yeah i want to i want to get my money's worth but i don't i don't do it because i have self-respect like there's the way he he positioned some of these these points these takes is is what's so wrong here um even if underneath there there is an element of truth hours may change jeremy it doesn't say that they will change it says that they may change so they should stay the same bronstetter you've been uh, quiet on this one what are you going with as this there's one that i there's one that i eliminate off the bat whenever tim says that something has the best of something that's always like out for me because it's it's just such a ridiculous claim when he's only tried like a handful of places and says like McDonald's has the best pancakes. It's like it's a terrible take, but that's Tim just doesn't phrase it properly. He doesn't say of the pancakes I've tried, McDonald's are the best. He says they definitively have the best pancakes. So I always eliminate those because that's just that's just a phrasing issue that Tim needs to address. <laughs> waffle cones really got me. Like the waffle cone one, I think it's just by far the superior way to eat ice cream. I can understand why people feel you know, might not like it. It's again, a preference thing. It's onion rings versus fries. It's, and I get it to say that it's a status symbol. I mean, it is a little bit more expensive than the other cones. So I guess you could argue that I still think it's a terrible take. Um, the mother of pearl spoons, I don't understand anything about that, but Kenny seems to have a very passionate uh, opinion on that. So maybe (laughs) that was an okay take, but to consider yourself a man of the people and talk about caviar spoons, I think you're probably uh, again on opposite sides of the fence. The district nine one got me because district nine was like, like it's written here. It was like, it was a great movie. Everybody seemed to like it. It got like, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's probably like in the 90s. And Tim says that everybody thought it was horrible. So that <laughs> he always has those takes where he says, everybody said this. Um, the Wendy's one, I think is probably his worst take because Tim is like, oh, if they had like eggnog flavored fr- Frosties at McDonald's or uh, Flurries at McDonald's, I'd get them year round. Or like they should do St. Patrick's Day mint flavored Flurries. But like, because he doesn't like the latte flavor of, of Wendy's, frosty he like like freaks out if there's new flavors of certain things that he believes there should only be one flavor of like that's the part that tim where tim loses me is like he he likes certain flavors as long as it's the one that he likes but uh like kenny said i've got i've got two takes that i agree with one is the buffet strategy like if i'm going for all you can eat sushi like I'm, i'm looking through the menu and i'm like picking i'm doing the math in my head of how my first order is gonna already pay off what my all you can eat sushi buffet. Hey, yeah, but, but hold on. He's not, I mean, I can see all you can eat sushi. That could be one thing. Tim's not talking about all you can eat sushi here. Okay. So like Kenny said, Vegas buffet, crab legs. I, I'm, I'm beelining to the crab legs. Like you, you got to get your money's worth on these things. Otherwise you, you will feel unsatisfied because you'll have eaten too much and you'll have known that you could have spent less money getting 
better food or or okay. those are more expensive type buffets i'm a cheap i'm a golden corral guy i go to golden corral with my grandmother every thanksgiving and i love it i love it but get me to the the carving station yeah give yeah. me the carving yeah. station with the, the prime rib yeah mm-hmm. give me the prime rib on that yeah and the other it one is, is car washes I once got stuck in a car wash and I haven't gone in one since. I was stuck. I had to call the gas station to get them to shut off the car wash and get me out. My car went off hey, the your track. Car, your car was so, pretty clean though, probably, right? It was really clean. Oh yeah, very clean. Right. I would yeah. like to have a valet that would take my car through the car wash. I'm with Tim on that. It's not a terrible take if you're afraid of car washes, which Tim is. Tim's afraid of a lot of things, but I, I can relate to him on this one as somebody who has been stuck in a uh, in a car wash. Before. Okay, you see, you you would like to have a valet to bring your car through a car yeah, wash. Yeah, it's something I need. I, he, I just don't do car washes he, anymore. He, he was pitching it as it was like a, a viable economic opportunity for gas stations, that if they had a valet to bring your car through and you could just chill in the gas station, I suppose. Yeah, maybe you could just hire an Uber, get it to drive through the gas station, <laughs> and you pay them. Like you have the drop-off spot as the plaza next door, and you say, can you take it through the car wash? They, they take it through. You give them a tip. You say, I'll tip you 10 bucks. And you, you work out a little deal with them. Oh, I don't know if this ever came up on the show. I don't think it did because it's not listed in any of these. Maybe it did. Jeremy, we were talking to Tim about Uber recently. And he thought it was a good idea that you could get an Uber, but you got to drive the car and not the driver. <laughs> now, that's just like, <laughs> that's not Uber. I, like, I don't know what else to say about it. it um, there are programs like that. I think Communado was was one where you could just, you walk up, the car is there, it's available for you. It's two blocks away. You get in, you drive and park it and, um, you know, you end your session. It's a totally different thing. I, I don't understand why he would, he would think that he's he's come up with some great idea that Uber should embrace when it's, it's not exactly what their business model is. But again, I don't put anything past this guy at this point. Well, that brings us to the next category. And this one's t- <laughs> this one actually might be the toughest because all of Cuss's impressions sound exactly the same. <laughs> so it's really hard to differentiate them. Did anyone have one that really stuck out? Because he broke out a Boston accent on the show like last week. And it wasn't bad. It was bad. really good. It wasn't bad. Really good. Yeah. yeah. But the category is most Cuss impression, right? So... I don't know, like the Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart's not even on this list. I mean, that's one that would, would be good. But the Christopher Walken, I think, is like the, the trademark cuss impression because it's like it sounds a little bit like Christopher Walken, but it sounds more like cussed. <laughs> and like a lot of these, I guess, impressions go under that. But he does the Christopher Walken one so much more often. So that's the one I'm going with. It's not a great category because, like you said, it's kind of like all the ca- all of these impressions kind of sound like a mix of cussed and the celebrity. And they're just not very good. Uh, I have yet to figure out who his Kelsey Grammer actually sounds like. It just sounds, it sounds like, like him. It sounds like fancy cussed. Yeah. <laughs> with like, a, with like a slight British accent. Like, like, like a British accent that's like this much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the funny thing about that, Pat, is is uh, one of the older ones, Cuss, Cuss Corner 21 or something, you told him that he sounded like Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> And then, you know, it's a year later, he decides that he's going to add this Kelsey Grammer uh, impression to his repertoire. And he sounds less like Kelsey Grammer trying to do it than he just does in in normal speech. So, um, you know, I I find that one, Walter Matthau, Bob Dole, they all sound exactly the same. I'm, I'm with Aaron once again. I think that Christopher Walken's got to get this one. He's been doing it just as long as he's been doing any of them. Jimmy Stewart's another good one that is uh, missing from this list. 
but so is uh, John Wayne. When we get the Pilgrim Parlay, uh, you know, there, we always hear a couple of uh, of John Wayne impressions throughout the the Thanksgiving episodes, and uh, that one's got to be on there next year. And I, I think if if we get some more Pilgrim Parlays a year from now, then uh, that could be locked for for next year. Kenny, did you find that these categories got progressively harder to make a choice as it went along? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't remember the Lucille Ball one. Like, it, it, it sounds like it, it honestly sounds like Lucille Ball if she had throat cancer is what it sounds like. I mean, she sounds like that sometimes, you know, she has that, you know, she smoked mad jacks all the time. So it, it could have been that it's the walking one because that's the one we hear the most. Uh, you know, he, he brings that on every, you know, two or three uh, NFL shows out there. Uh, so that's the one that I'm most familiar with. I'd have to go back and re-listen uh, for the other ones before I make a final vote on that. Because I don't quite remember the other ones. The only one that sticks in my mind is the Christopher Walken one. I want to hear the Paul Bear one. It just I feel like he could do that. It just sounds he's like got the, he, He's got like the Paul Bear chin. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got like that chin that Paul Bearer would have. So I feel like he could do like that type of like, you know, that type of uh, a voice, but I don't remember hearing it. So I need to go back and listen to that. Most cussed story. There are 14 nominee nominees <laughs> here to pick from. I don't even know where to start. Bronstetter, do you got one? Another easy one for me. Tim getting into the shower and turning the water on immediately is the ca- calling card of an insane person. That's I, it. I've never heard of anybody that does this. That's it. Why would you want to do this? Because it's freezing cold water <laughs> off the top and then it gets warm and then you're too hot and then you make it cold and then you're too cold. Like, he doesn't want to waste the water, but this is a guy who throws out a third of a, a tube of toothpaste because he d- doesn't want to be bothered to push it. Like, it, it's just so contradictory to so many different things that he does. The bottled water with the toothpaste, like the toothbrush. I... I Honestly, I've never heard of a, another single person that's ever done this before. You get into the shower, you turn it on, and you're standing right under the water. It's horrible. It's, it's the thing that kids are afraid of. Like, kids don't want to go into a shower because they're afraid. Like, my daughter, when she's, when she's like, taking a bath, she's always looking up at the shower to make sure that, like, the water is not going to come down because it's, like, it's horrifying to think that you're going to be there when the water first comes down. I just think that it's – this one's a slam dunk for me. I like that it, it was because he didn't want to waste water, but then it was revealed that he took three showers a day. It's crazy. It's it, like everything about it is so crazy that like, that's why it's the easy one for me. It's just like, there's no sanity to it whatsoever. Jeremy, did you have a different number one? I didn't. I think, I think we're <laughs> unanimous once again, you know, just when you thought that he couldn't do anything crazier than pour the milk in before the cereal. He tells everybody that he gets hey, into hey, the Colin Morikawa does that. <laughs> Colin Morikawa does that now. So, so there's so. two there's two people then who do that. There's only one who gets into the tub and then turns the water on first. You know what? I a lot of the time um, I'll, I'll tell some of these new takes or stories to uh, my girlfriend, and she just kind of rolls her eyes. This was the first time that she literally sat back and said, "Please." No one actually does this. This is not a thing that actually happens. Like this is bothering, you know, people who aren't even listeners of the show because it is so insane. There's a, maybe Kenny, there is one like this every year. Like the, the cereal, the milk first, then the cereal sock, shoe, sock, shoe was one that was. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this is the one. There's no other choice. Who the hell goes in their shower cold first? Like, okay, I used to do that when I used to be on a swim team, okay? Because, you know, you want to get the cold shower, so when you go out and you dive into the water, the water's warm, okay? There's a, there's a reason for that, okay? Um, I'll tell you a story. First time I was on a swim team, um, I was uh, diving in. I, you know, had my little Speedos on. I dove in, you know, to the thing, and my Speedos fell off, and it went down to my ankles, and my little, you know, little thing was, like, hanging around like that. I pulled my Speedos up, and I ended up swimming, and I ended up finishing third. So that's my little Speedo story. But when you're in a shower and you're getting ready for work or something, you, you need the hot shower. Give me the hot water all the time where everything's fogged up. Give me that. Give me that. Okay. So let's throw that one out. If there was a runner up for this category. Uh, okay. now, now what I'm are we doing here? Okay. The midnight diet Coke is pretty crazy too. Or not wake crazy. Up. Not crazy. I've done it. Like you'd get up and get out of your bed to go have a diet coke in the middle well, if of the I, night. If, if I got up and I'm thirsty as hell and like you know I look in my fridge down here and there's no the water, water bottle, like it's the middle of I'll, the night. Yeah, but I mean, like you're already tired. I'll go ahead and just chug that and it's something cold. Yeah, but the point if you're tired is like you want to get hydrated and get back into bed and sleep. Sometimes you have a not water beverage? in the fridge. Sometimes you want something ice cold. Okay, when, when you when you get up. You get yeah, ice, and, and, you put and, water in. Yeah, in but that's the, just too much cup. work. You just go to the fridge, you find the first thing that's cold, you chug it, and you bounce. I've done like Even drinking before. a beer in the night, I think, would be more sane than drinking a Diet Coke. I would agree with that. I'm, I'm 100% a <laughs> fan of that. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Okay. Well, uh, Jeremy, how about when he was instructed by producer Paul Shaughnessy to turn up his microphone? He just started turning up the volume. Or, no, sorry, he kept speaking louder into the microphone instead of turning it up. I'm just waiting for the time that he, he turns his volume off because he doesn't want you to hear what he's saying. And he thinks he's muted himself. And, and then he says something that shouldn't ever have gone through to the show. Um, you, you know what though? Like if I have to pick another one, uh, this lawnmower take of, of thinking that everybody should wear earmuffs. Like if, if I'm mowing the lawn, I'm, I'm definitely going to wear shoes. I don't want, you know, a rock to hit my foot or maybe my eye. I'm going to wear glasses or something, but uh, you know, this is not like working around like, uh, you know, like heavy machinery. It's just a lawnmower. I don't think that any even experts would tell you that you absolutely need to have earmuffs every time you you mow your lawn. But, uh, at, you know, on, on the same token, um, I kind of agree with his Shrove Tuesday or Fat Tuesday take about hotcakes. Why, why aren't they part of the all day menu just for that one day of the year? So, you know, as Kenny had mentioned, sometimes you actually do agree with some of of cuss takes and and that would be one instance where i did and not a terrible take like i think that if you, you're gonna make an exception one day of the year that would be a good one the the umbrella one gets me too like <laughs> you guys live on the east coast doesn't it rain a lot out there like yes. it, 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 in the summer doesn't it, aren't there like waves that the water comes at you it has been literally raining for 20 straight hours as we record this yeah like I mean, the, get a good umbrella it costs like like 60 bucks yeah, well, I mean, you don't even need a good umbrella. I mean, the, really, the, the key to an umbrella in, in windy conditions is keeping it as close to your head as possible. Uh, so because, you know, so it doesn't get as much of that wind flow going in. You know, if you, if you keep it high up here, that's just, just going to fly around and go crazy up there. You just keep it low, keep it tight, and do your walk. If you're buying cheap today, umbrellas and they keep breaking on you. Like the threshold to go from cheap umbrella to expensive umbrella is like we're talking about a variance of like forty dollars here. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not like it's not a big jump. Like we're not talking about like going from like like a like a Kia to like a Ferrari. 
Like we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars here. We're talking about going from like a $15 umbrella that's going to like shoot up on you and, and the metal's going to break to going to like a $50 umbrella that's, that's probably going to last you years, if not a lifetime. So that's like that, that's take bothered me a lot. Like just, just spend a little bit extra. You're not, we're not asking you to, to break the bank here. I have a theory on this one. And I mean, Jeremy and I are from the same place. So maybe you can kind of lean into this too. Is that no one really walks in this city, Jeremy? It's not like, like the transit here is so bad. No one takes transit. Everyone literally drives everywhere unless you live in the core of downtown. And Tim has always kind of lived here or when he lived at university and he lived on campus and just had to walk to teach his class and go to the classroom kind of thing that I just don't think he has any experience of actually walking around with an umbrella. I mean, that could be it. And, and perhaps in, in recent times, you know, he's been so irrationally afraid of getting his second parking ticket in history <laughs> that he, he's, you know, he's, he's parking really, really far away, making sure that he's in somewhere where, you know, he's, he's not going to be uh, breaking any rules and, and then the first time he went for a walk with an umbrella, you know, it was a $10 from the gas station job and it didn't hold up in, in you know, a, an absolute East Coast type of rainstorm. You know, who, who would have thought something like that wouldn't do it? <laughs> and, uh, and now all of a sudden, you know, one of the biggest rivals at the moment for Cust is Big Umbrella. Yeah, I, I would have to think so. The shoveling one makes sense in a way. I mean, it, People aren't taking multiple tea breaks while they're shoving their driveway. But if you get tired, you go take a break so you don't have a heart attack or something like that. I do like the the add-on to that claim, though, that he says he is good at shoveling because he's faster than his grandma at doing it. <laughs> they need a show with Tim and his grandma because I need to know where all of this came from. And I feel like listening to all these cuss corners, it's from his grandmother. Uh, you know, you, you get a lot from your grandma. My grandmother crazy ninja grandmother who my friends all hated you know you learn things from your grandmother uh so i want to see like that sitcom because i think Cus grandmother's still alive correct that, that is correct yeah he still goes and sees her she goes out he brings her to the grocery store she yells at the employees just like tim does so it makes sense oh man mine's what my grandma's worse. she will yell at anyone <laughs> she will yell she wants 10 percent tips uh she will go we will go to sizzler the buffet and she will bring the big purse with like the, the the Tupperware in the big purse, right? So she's like, Kenny, go get some fried chicken. I'll be like, all right, I'll go get some fried chicken. Shove that into her purse in the Tupperware. So grandmothers do some crazy ass shit. I would love to see that show. That's that's a male media net sitcom that we should probably get here in the future. So it's the Cam Stewart special. That, that is that, that is that is the Cam move. My gr- <laughs> my grandma does that. One of my grandmas does that as well. But Tim's in, in his early thirties. He shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. But but then in the sitcom, you would know how much of a hold, you know. Tim's grandma has. I feel like he has that hold because my grandmother's the same. You know, like you know how you watch those those some movies where there's like Big Mama, okay, and like she's the she runs the household of like you know how like a lot of black families they'll call Big Mama. She runs the household. She is same thing with Korean households. My grandmother is the Big Mama. You know, whatever she says is the way it's got to be. Is the way it's got to go. And so I think that would be interesting to see from like a white person's perspective. I want to see it with Tim and I want to see it with his grandma. I think it would be a funny show. Okay. Now we move on. 
Oh, it's pretty ahead. on brand too, Pat, just before we do move on. This is a guy who, you know, if, if he gets 10% on, uh, you know, support on a poll, he, he declares that a win. So obviously he's going to set the bar very low when it comes to being good at shoveling. If you can do it faster or somehow better, take less tea breaks than a, a 70 year old woman, then you know what? You're, you're good at shoveling. This is on brand. <laughs> we move on to Feinberg very briefly. Uh, Jeff's biggest rival. I don't know if you guys have takes on these ones. Uh, obviously, Kenny, you know Jeff really well. Bronx Center, obviously, you know Jeff really well. Jeremy, you've never met Jeff. So how does this kind of, they, they know what he's like. So you just get to be an observer of Feinberg. But do you feel like any of these are like real beefs that he has with people? You know, you know, and Jeff has, uh, I've noticed over the last little bit, he's, he's kind of calmed down when it comes to getting um, really kind of riled up by Cust. Like he, there was a lot more yelling, say, a year ago than there is now. That being said, I was still surprised just to not see his name on this list. I thought that his biggest rival would be Cust himself. So, you know, I, I know that he's gotten mad at Charger social media in the past. I know Darren Rovell's gotten a lot of the heat from him. Um, but, uh, you know, again, in, in preparation for this, uh, listening to some of the older cuss, uh, is the, can we get a, a dark horse candidate, maybe just a, a write-in ballot for the woman at McDonald's? That oh, needs to sit. Did, at her did own she table. win a couple of years ago? Did she did win she? a couple okay, of years there you ago? Go. I don't know. Yeah. It could have happened. I'm not, I don't know, but I, I feel like I'm with you on the social media one. That's the winner because the, so, the, yeah. the reason the reason why I think it's the winner is because they actually started doing a transcript of that Monday presser. I don't know if it was because of Feinberg and him bitching and complaining every Wednesday show about how they're not posting the Monday presser uh, for his chargers. Uh, and so uh, I think that he might've had a little bit to do with them actually putting the transcript down. Of course, Jeff can't read it. He has to have the app that reads it for him, which, you know, technology, yeah, that's where we are nowadays. I'm cool with that, but I, I think that one has to be the winner for me. Bronstetter, did, so did did Jeff always have these beefs? He gets annoyed by things pretty easily and then hangs on to it. So I feel like he's gotten a little bit better at not, not holding it. But for this particular one, he kept bringing it up every single week. And I don't think he, like, he wasn't that angered by the fact that they wouldn't post it. It was just like a big inconvenience for him. Like, he just, he wanted it really badly, but he understood why they weren't posting it. But I think that's why it was like a rival to him because it, he was just so annoyed by the fact that they stopped posting it. And like, if you run social media for a team, like this is a public press conference, like a media conference, like what's the harm of posting it on the website? Like, why wouldn't you post it? Don't you want to keep your fans engaged with the brand and, and let them watch these press conferences? Like the reason you have these press conferences is so that the coach can answer questions. Were people in the, in the room, like the media members complaining that they were putting out the video because it would take away from their articles. Like maybe that's who Jeff should have his beef with, but he was like, he was pretty hurt by the fact that they just stopped posting. I guess the chargers are going to win this one. I, I was, I, I thought it was going to be that random New York post writer that he just kept randomly going <laughs> after one day. <laughs> Every single year we have like one blue check Mark person that Jeff just takes offense with and just needles it like day for like four days straight. Then you never hear about it again. He just simmers underneath the surface, but uh, this seems to happen. He, he hates beat writers who don't ask the questions that he would ask if he was there. And then he complains that he doesn't get the zoom password to get into the meetings and stuff like that. 
I mean, he probably hates golf journalists then because that they don't do any of that at all. Uh, I don't hear him bitching about him that much. Uh, yeah, no, it's got to be it's got to be the, the Chargers media. That, that, that's what it is for me. Best cussed corner of the year. Um, obviously, we haven't released all. I mean, none of the ones from football season are included because they get packaged together the following year. Uh, so the cussed corner. 31.1 and 31.2 were just best ofs football season. I didn't realize that I, I think we only had one Gary in Cuss Corner this year. No Cam Cuss Corners. It was just me, Jeff, and Tim the entire time. Bronson, I think we need to change that up for next year. We need to get like a, a rotation of a third person in on this. I agree with you. I think that people will have different approaches to bringing out the cust out of cust. Garyon does a great job at it. Like I, I've never yeah. met Garyon, but I, he he's just great at at like needling Tim and getting him to go. He is. He's so down good at that. He's so good at that. He's so good. You're 100 percent right about that, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I miss Garyon. Well, yeah, I need more Garyon with cust. Well, the the problem with Jeff sometimes is that if he's not engaged in the topic, he just looks at his phone and doesn't listen. So that that's a struggle. Yeah, I got to do it non-golf, non-Thursday through Sunday, probably you'd be okay. Yes, that is, that is right. always yeah. been like that, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Has he always, he's always been somewhat distracted? He's always, like, been gotten distracted by his phone. Like, he's just always, I don't know, even back when I worked with him at HSR, it was like that, too. All right. Well, Jeremy, do you have any recollection of which one you enjoyed the best? Um, you know, this is always a tough one every year because, uh, you know, I, I find I, I – I, I keep the takes and the stories in mind and not the, the actual entire episode. Uh, we mentioned the radio layoffs earlier and uh, you know, I remember the spa trip uh, having me howling. So I, I guess if I've got to make a pick, I'm going with uh, 31.2. 31.2. A reminder to everyone out there, hit the description or go on Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever it is, search cuss corner. You can listen to all of the back catalog. They're almost all up there. I think I'm up to 25 of getting them all up there. The other ones are up on the Pat Mayo experience feed or up on Mayo media network on YouTube. If you want to watch the video versions of them. All right. This has been a hotly contested one right now. This is the big category that everyone is voting in most insane person of the year. Tim has launched an entire campaign to not win this this year, campaigning for Jeff to be the winner. I'm on the ballot. Paul is on the ballot. But obviously, we're not serious contenders, according to Tim. It's between Tim and it's between Jeff. First off, Jeremy, we'll go to you with this. If Jeff wins most insane person of the year, Tim claims that I have to take insane person off of his phoner board when he's on the screen however you know they didn't take cuba gooding's oscar away from him the next year when he didn't win. <laughs> he's still oscar winner cuba gooding jr right yeah exactly i mean he's just he's hoping for the best he's asking for the world right if if he were to somehow be successful and not win this and it went to jeff then he wants to take the the long he's gonna take a year-long victory lap and we we know that <laughs> I don't see it happening. I think I think what's more likely is is Pat that you win next year for all the times you actually try and talk sense into this guy with his horrible takes. Because Feinberg, really, I mean, I, I don't know that he seems all that insane, and he's up against the most insane person that many of us have ever even listened to speak. So. Uh, the, He's a lock once again. He's, he's a lock every year. Like I said, maybe you give him a, a run for his money next year. But Jeff, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of like we've got a winner and then we've got three also rants. 
Well, it, it's tough because this is the closest. I mean, I, I would think so. I don't know the result yet, Kenny. But this is the closest it will have to be because because of Tim's campaign. I think people are just blindly voting for Jeff for like laughs. But as Jeremy pointed out, we're going to get a year-long victory lap if somehow Tim comes in second in this. And I don't think that any of us want that. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, Tim is going to win as the most insane person. He should. He's fucking insane. <laughs> but, but, uh, one thing I will say, if you listen to the show, I guess for the uh, the Pro Bowl, uh, I think it was a Pro Bowl show that he did. Okay, so, so Jeff, asking what can happen in the Winter Olympics that would make him watch the, <laughs> the Winter Olympics. Jeff went ahead. First off, you all know, Jeff is a Jewish man, okay? And he went and said that he wants to see a kidnapping happen at the Olympics on the 50th anniversary of the Munich Games. Most of us know what happened at the Munich Games. I think this might have a couple of people shift over to Jeff because that was wild. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. But looking at it from the outside in, there could be some craziness involved with Jeff having that type of take as a Jewish man on the 50th anniversary of the Munich Games. But Tim is the fucking craziest. There's no fucking doubt about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll co-sign on that. I mean, Feinberg walked it back, though. He realized, like, the thing about Feinberg is he has self-awareness. Like, he's, he realized what he had done and walked it back immediately, whereas Tim would probably just double down on it. Uh, Tim, <laughs> is obvious, yeah, Tim is the obvious winner of this. And I think that to make Tim happy, for next year's uh, graphics, you should have second most insane person on Jeff's board, just, just to make Tim happy and continue doing the show without having sour grapes. Well, let me throw this out here to you guys, because this was a a point of contention when we were putting together the ballot and what the nominees were going to be. What if Cam was on this too, Bronstetter? Oh, it still is Tim. I mean, Cam is certainly in the mix, but he's like more Feinberg level. Like he's he's still like a distant second. I don't know. I'd say that that's, I'm sorry, that Friday show you do with Cam and Rob must listen Every week, it's so good. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. Tim might be up the worst, in. worst, most insane take of the year, though, with the equine uh, arguing that equine were not animals, that horses were not quality. That that's well, probably uh, worse than any Tim take of the year. What, what, what about Cam leaving eggs <laughs> on the carpet and not cleaning that shit? That's just sort of wild, too, in my opinion. I not would really have take, said. but yeah, it's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 it's pretty bad. <laughs> Cam's most egregious takes, Jeremy, are generally around him being lazy or him being cheap. Those are the two things that it really boils down to. Yeah, I mean, Cam is—he's—he's he's always a great guest when you have him on or on any show. Anything I've ever seen him on, he's very entertaining. Uh, but I got to agree. I mean, even—even even if he says something that makes you kind of shake your head or wonder, you know, like where he's coming from. At no point do you ever put him in the same realm in terms of insanity as Tim Anderson. So uh, like you, you could put him on the ballot. You could put as many people as you want on the ballot. As long as Tim Andercust is listed, he's going to win this, this uh, category. I, I feel like Cam is like a role model for me. Like, I feel like we have similar vibes 
when it comes to, uh, I don't know, craziness, wildness, whatever it takes. I'm a big fan of Cam. I love having him on that show on Friday. That show is so good. Well, now we get to some historic awards. You think that Medina Spirit is going to win this year, for, <laughs> but will it win this category <laughs> of most oh cussed murder of all time? There's two horses on here. Mr. Peanut is on here. Sean Connery. Two James Bonds are on this list. Roger Moore and John Connery. We also have John B. Anderson, fringe 1980 presidential candidate. Uh, the guy who developed Control X is on here. John Madden has joined it. So there, there's a lot the to pick from. Control X guy. Oh man, I forgot about the Control X guy. Uh, That's that my might pick. Be... The Control yeah. X guy's my pick. It's so obscure. Jesus. Oh my and, like, god! That... For it to happen that same week, like that can't be a coincidence. Like no, a lot of these could be coincidental. Like people talk about Sean Connery all the time, but the Control X thing is like so oh out of left god. field. That for that guy to die at the same time as Cust, like learning about it and talking about it and being so excited about it, like that one has to win for that reason because it's just so, like it, it's, like you have to look under a, like under a magnif- like a microscope to find who this individual is. The fact that somebody was able, even able to figure out that that guy who came up with it died that same week as Tim and figure out like that that guy existed, like that to me is like it has to win because of that. Uh. I think I'm on board with it too, Jeremy. You got any idea? Uh, yeah. Do you have a swerve take? You know what? I, I, I'm just wondering, right? Like, is no one safe? He's racking up a body count that, you know, like that we haven't even heard of. Like, it, it's like you, you mentioned Dexter or like uh, maybe Jack Bauer on 24. Like how many people have to die before he stops doing this? The control X guy. I mean, his family barely even knew he existed. And sure enough, makes mention of this one hot key that he never knew about. And suddenly the guy's gone. Um, You know, I did vote for Sean Connery only because I'm hoping that he just stops here. Roger Moore, Sean Connery, two of the best to do it. And and, I mean, how long until he goes through the entire list? There was one last week. The one last week hurt my soul. The meatloaf one. Oh yeah, uh, the meatloaf, the, the meatloaf one hurt my soul. What did he didn't discuss it on the show? Did he? The, I don't think he discussed yeah, no, meatloaf on the show. You no, know, it was it was. It, you sent a tweet out saying Tim, the, what what Tim listened to literally the night before meatloaf died. He's like, oh, I was listening to meatloaf, a dashboard on the paradise light, or whatever that song is. I, you know, I'm. Uh, if you listen to my podcast, the Fancy Golf Gym podcast, past week, you hear a story. My first kiss, my first titty feel, meatloaf song. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like, 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 like that is a huge moment in my life. Everybody remembers the first titty feel, right? And so, like, Meatloaf was like ingrained in my brain. Like, I'll never forget him. It was uh, what's the, I would do anything for love. It was Bad Out of Hell too. I was 12 years old, Stacy Nam's house, and I was, you know, I, and I fucking, you know, I got that first kiss, got that first titty feel, and motherfucker Tim killed him. <laughs> He's dead. I got nothing. <laughs> what? I think Control X is the winner. Meatloaf will be on next year's ballot, though, Kenny. So that's good. Last one. Most unre- unrecognized moment of the Custy retrospective. There's a lot of good ones in here. I think this is the one that I can't figure out the most. Maybe you guys can help me out with this. Tim's Rick Moranis take when 
Rick Moranis was assaulted after being randomly brought up by Tim on the show. And I don't think anyone mentioned Rick Moranis in years. But the fact that Tim called Rick Moranis a top-tier influencer, I think, is the crazier (laughs) part of this. Well, there was a reason, though, because he was on that commercial with Ryan Reynolds. So he, like, had come back into, like, the, 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 the public perception. So... I don't, I don't know if I, I think this one's bad. I mean, it's pretty bad that he got assaulted right after Tim mentioned it. Like, he came back, people talked about him, and then Tim mentioned them, and then he got assaulted. So, like, there was a buffer in between where Tim had mentioned him after he came back for that commercial where that happened. This was, like, my second-place one, but it was up there because it's – actually, it's my third-place one. Third-place one. King Ralph? Are we, are we big fans of King Ralph? Because I was honestly looking – through them. And I just remember how excited he was for the movie Cats and how incredible it was going to be. Oh my and it was God. like the biggest disaster of the last 10 years. That one's pretty good, too. Yeah. I'm a Broadway guy. Like, I love Broadway. I'm going to the 50th, 50 years of Broadway show at the Kennedy Center here in a couple of weeks. Like, I'm a huge Broadway fan. So that one hurt me. But Cats, Cats really ain't that that great when it comes to Broadway. The one that, the one that I'm thinking of when it comes to this is Chili's. Okay. Growing up, once I turned 21, I loved Chili's. Back then, when I was 21, you go to Chili's, you you go to happy hour, they got the chicken wings, they got the um the the the, the, the pasta. You get all that for free when you go there for happy hour, have a couple of beers. There was one right across the street from the golf course that I used to play all the time. Okay. It's not there anymore. The chilies are gone. I blame Tim. For this one, because we would go after golf, we'd go to the Chili's, we'd play golden tea, we'd drink a whole bunch, we would eat all the wings, we would eat all the free spaghetti, we would do all that, it was glorious, I'd go there, I'd spend $25, come home hammered and happy and full, and now they're gone, they're gone, and, and that one upsets me, it upsets me a lot. That was from the 2017 most Andercursed. That was the most Andercursed winner for the non-sports category. Jeremy, I guess there's no uh, there's no chilies where you are anymore because that's where Tim cursed them out of. Yeah, I and you know I don't know the last time I saw a chilies anyway. I find that he he uh, he, he craves the nostalgia so much that he just kind of dreams up in his head that a lot of these things exist or continue to. <laughs> to be part of, you know, popular culture that, that are long gone. And, and Chile seems to be, uh, if it isn't completely on its way out, it, you know, Custa will, will see to it that it, it is inadvertently. Uh, I did find this a pretty tough one to, to make a definitive pick. Uh, the pass interference thing. I mean, I'm surprised no one ever thought of this before, right? Like Dr. Tim, Tim Anderson has cracked the code here on how to defend an NFL re- level receiver. Uh, you know, he, he mentioned Cats long before anybody even knew that this movie was coming out. I, I tried to watch it. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. And Pat, as you know, I love bad movies. This is not the type of bad movie that can be enjoyed. It was horrible. Would it have been just as bad if he didn't mention it? I'm not so sure. I think that I think the cuss kind of really put the, the nail in the coffin on this one. I think that I did pick Rick Moranis solely because being called a top tier influencer when this is someone who I haven't seen in, in anything in, in 30 years. I mean, I remember honey, I shrunk the kids. Uh, you know, that's the nineties. That's the early nineties, a top tier influencer. Like, I don't know. That just got me in, in a way that I, I had to give my vote for that one. But, um, this, this was a tough one to pick. 
Bronstetter, where did you go with this? Because the Rick Moranis one won the 2020 Most Andrew Non-Sports Award. Well, I was on the fence because him saying that Moranis is a top-tier influencer is like, for older people, he kind of is right. Because Rick Moranis hasn't been around for a while, you get that feeling of do you just say this because you Do you just say this because your entire look is based off Rick Moranis? Uh, no, but although that is fair, but, uh, and I am, you know, Canadian glasses. I got you. Um, I don't know if Rick, Rick Moranis is Jewish, but he might be, but, uh, regardless of that, like if you, that's what these commercials are. Like they just have like a Lindsay Lohan Super Bowl commercial. They're trying to like get nostalgia. So he, I wouldn't say he's a top tier influencer, but I get what Cust is saying. The two that I'm on the fence were about was guardians of the galaxy, which was like objectively one of the biggest movies of the decade. Like for him to say, nobody watched Gar- guardians of the galaxy is one of the more disconnected takes he's had. But the pass interference one is just so egregious because there's no chance that regardless of what position he was playing, that he would catch Keenan Allen under any circumstance. <laughs> like if it's him, because he's saying it would be him if he was defending an NFL receiver. Like he wouldn't get anywhere close to Keenan Allen to commit p- pass interference. And if he were to be able to get close, it would be on the line where you're allowed to make co- like hand contact. Are you not like at, at the line of scrimmage? You, you, you can, you're allowed to... Right? Am, am yeah. I right about that? Yeah, That's not can, a can, can, that yeah. just blow yeah. him up off the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's really no way that he'd be able to get anywhere near Keenan Allen in order to commit the pass interference. And that's why I'm going with this one. I just think it's just so, like, it, it's, again, like the earlier categories, it's just such an overestimation of what he's capable of as a human being that it, it's just silly. And so I, I'm going to go with that one. I mean, there's two on here as well. Like, the New York Mets have been on this from 2017 to 2020. We could probably add 2021 because they're on the ballot again. Tim picks the Mets every year. And they just, the worst things happen to them ever since he started picking them. But I think this is the, the 2018 winner for worst take, subjectively incorrect, was Tim calling SpaghettiOs top tier yes. Italian cuisine. Yes. That's pretty uh, bad. You know, here's the thing. It's delicious when you're like where I am now. I'm drunk and stoned. <laughs> SpaghettiOs would be fine for me right now. But this is not fucking Italian cuisine. Tim, what the fuck? Come on now, bro. And this is coming from Tim, but, who doesn't drink or do drugs. So yeah. how does he even earlier? Like sober? Like, who, the hell he, who the hell at that age without drugs or alcohol eats SpaghettiOs? Come on now. Well, he's so attached to his childhood. I kind of understand it. But like I said, when he says something is the best, you have to disqualify it because it just falls into the the category of him not having expanded his world, which is just, it is very cussed. But the like the claims, like I get what they're rooted in. They're rooted in an inability to explore his horizons. And I think it's kind of more sad than anything. And I know he's making these bold declarations, but like if you take his this is the best, and you rephrase it as the best Italian food I've ever had is SpaghettiOs, you, it becomes more of a sad thing than something that you want to, like, Oh, get man, upset you're 100% about. right, Aaron. 100% yeah. right. It's, like, sad. You feel bad for him. Like, no, you don't. Fuck? No. You, okay, you can try to feel bad for him, but then, Jeremy, he'll say something like, SpaghettiOs are the best Italian food ever. I don't need to go to Sicily to know that. Yeah, that's the problem. He's like, I don't need to try anything else. That's I don't need true. to try another type of Italian food because I've tried the best. I've tried SpaghettiOs. That's a pizza true. place. Pat, that's didn't the best he, pizza. Didn't he, didn't he try to explain to, to one of our friends who is Italian why he didn't need to go to Italy to try their food? Like he wouldn't even refer to it as Italian cuisine because he already knew. I mean, he's talking about ESM for, 
for Eastside Mario's as, as about as good as Italian food gets or Olive Garden. Uh, I mean, I'm starting to think that, you know, he would he would make the claim that a delicio pizza is top tier Italian cuisine or something like it, it, I get it it is it is kind of a little bit sad when you realize that he he's never gone outside of that bubble but he brings it on himself you know he doubles down on these claims and he doesn't abandon them so it, it, it's hard to feel bad for him uh, because of that I can yeah. feel bad for him because I was there I'm an old guy like it took me a lot for shit to change, but Tim, I'm talking this straight straight to you, on the pod. I'm talking this to you. Accept the change; it will make your life better. I'm 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 what you're what 35, 34. Tim's like 35, 34. I'm for, almost 42, so I, I I'm an old guy. It took me a long time to be able to make these changes because I'm so comfortable with what I had. Comfortable comfortability is something that I love in my life, but I've had to change that recently and it has made my life better. So Tim, as a public service announcement to you, think about trying new things. Think about it. Once you do, it will open your eyes. You're a smart man. I have a degree. You That's have a degree. That's the other thing about it, though, Kenny. Like, I listen to a lot of these older podcasts where he's slagging things about how, like, oh, this is terrible. And now, like, I know for a fact that he likes those things. Now that he's actually tried them, he like yes, loves them. They become exactly, part of the exactly. Like the, it's like the one major yeah. flaw in Cust is that, like, whenever he shuts the door on something, as soon as he tries it, he's like a big fan. Yeah. It's like it's for the elite, or it's for like these hipster millennials. And then he tries it, and it's like this great thing. This happened most recently with uh, wireless earbuds. He, he, he said that only people wore them to, to be seen and that they were stupid and, and that uh, wired headphones were making a comeback. He got and then three weeks ago, three weeks ago, what did he say? Three <laughs> weeks ago, Jeremy, what did he say, Jeremy? Yeah, what exactly. did he say three weeks ago? He got them for Christmas and now he loves them and he, he can't believe that he can just press a button and they start playing. Can't believe know? it. And, can't believe it. Because <laughs> he's like, he just never has opened his mind to these things. But... I was once like that, Tim. You could change, but but we try. But, but we do tell him these things. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. know. That's what makes it so frustrating. It's like, oh, that's why you're good yeah. friends. Friends tell your friends to try. Like it's uh, okay to like a bunch. Some, of, like just because yeah. you like something new doesn't mean the other thing is bad. Like if you like, I would eat a can of spaghettios right here and now, and it would be great. I would enjoy it, but it doesn't mean that it's like top tier Italian food. It's it's it like reminds you of being a kid. It's like he. Him and I, uh, I walked Tim through buying an espresso machine and told him when there was a good deal oh. and like he was really. So you're the one that got him on that. You're the one that got him on the yeah. espresso. But that doesn't okay, mean Tim well, Hortons coffee is terrible, or that he never needs to drink Tim Hortons coffee again. It, it is what it is. It's okay. It's not sludge. I like my espresso. It's fine. I can't believe he knows it's how fantastic. to use it. I know it's just pressing one button, but it seemed really complicated for him to figure out. Yeah, you, you know I, the I, water, and that's it. You hit the button. Every once in a while, he will kind of come around on these sort of things. I remember, you know, trying to explain to him that the flyer at the grocery store is just, it's for the masses, <laughs> but there are apps that will give you coupons for the things that you buy literally every time you go there. And he looked at, and he admitted, he said, that sounds like a, you know, a good, like, like that's a good way to do it. Did he ever go and download the app? Did he get himself, you know, one of these cards? No, but he at least admitted that it was a it was a good idea. 
some growth. the McDonald's app is a great example too. He was, I remember listening to a recent one where he was so adamantly against getting a McDonald's app. And now he like lives by the McDonald's app and loves it. You he get those an points. Office, you just we get one in the, on the app and in person and you get the stamp for your coffee in person and on the app. We need to get him enough points to have a date with Grimace <laughs> is what we need. Him and Grimace would be like twins. Like him and Louis Anderson, another guy. God damn it. Yeah. It, just be killing January, oh. January, 2022 might be the most cursed month. Of all months Jeez. so far. Like, there's been Good some God, egregiously man. bad takes. There's been two deaths. Uh, it's been a rough go in January. Well, I, I put that prank on him, yes. and my grandmother died, like, a couple days later. I'm worried about that. I might have, like, because I entered the custosphere, that it could have affected my life. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, yeah. like, not even funny. Shit, I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> I mean, God. It's, okay. it's okay. She was 91, but, like, before I contacted Cust, everything was going fine. Jeez! Oh my God! Oh. We've got we've got one for next that, year then. That's that, next like, year. Fucking Tim killing goddamn. Todd's writing it down. I can see him. I can see him with his pen. Fuck! Goddamn! Well, I I think that's that's the mood we need to end with here on this show. That that's really fitting the theme of what we're going for. Uh, I'm really sorry to hear about that, Bronstetter. Oh my no, that's God! That's okay. But I'm just saying, like, I it could be a coincidence, but it probably isn't. It probably isn't. Probably isn't. Oh that God, is true. That's awful. Uh, Kenny Kim, thank you for being on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Do you have any final thoughts? I'm going to pour myself one last treat because I don't have to work tomorrow. I'm extremely happy. Thank you for Pat for having me on. Anything that has to involve with Tim, I am in anytime you want me, my friend. Jeremy Keefe, thank you for, I mean, this is your first appearance on this show since I want to say the winter of 2013 when we talked about The Room. Yeah, and it's been a long time coming. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Uh, Pat, you had mentioned on the show, too, that maybe a, a sort of a prey cust kind of show might happen at some point. And I really think there's value in that. We can't be the only, you know, three or four people in the world who want to talk about the crazy stuff that cust comes up with. So um, anytime that you, I know you, you know, you've got a lot on your plate. Anytime you think that you're going to launch that show, um, you, you just let me know. I think I can speak for Kenny. He's all about it. So, uh, you know, you've probably got three people who um, are ready to get involved in that one right away. Yeah. What do you think about that, Bronstetter? Almost like a, a watch what happens live. I can be the Andy Cohen figure. We can have two, like, Pat's friends on the show to break down a Cuss Corner. Then we can take, like, viewer calls after people watch Cuss Corner or something like that. Dude, how, how amazing would that be? There are plenty of Custhropologists out there, so I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be among them. All right. Well, that's going to do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Remember to vote in the Custody Awards. It ends February 28th, 2020 will be the final day that you can vote in the Custody Awards for this year. But if you subscribe to the Cuss Corner feed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which you should leave a rating and review so more people can find it. More people need to find Cuss Corner. It does pretty well on the charts, but I release them so periodically that sparsely that it needs the reviews to really help keep it going. You can watch the videos up on Mayo Media Network as well. So please go do that. Thank Thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. Sub to the network. And I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!